Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, crazy cat ladies and labradoodle daddies, get ready to feast your ears on episode 32 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking about pets is barely enough. Thanks for putting us into your ear holes as we bring you all the latest nonsense we can gather to amuse ourselves, and hopefully you too, and maybe have you leave with a smile on your face, a spring in your step, and a nugget of knowledge or two to share to impress your friends at your next dinner party, soiree shindig or high tea, leading you into the gold fields looking for these elusive ingots of pure 24 carats facts. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton and I am joined as I am every week by the canniest panhandler ever to have donned the dungarees and the man to lead us to the promised land of flowing rivers of podcast gold. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you? Good, Robbie. Good, mate. How are you, buddy? I'm awesome. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Was that a panhandler or a panhandler? Panhandling. Panhandling. Oh, good, mate. That's right. No, I thought there was a a T there. Or or maybe panda panhandling. Could could you be a panda handler? Do you reckon you'd have it in you to be a panda panda handler? Actually, it reminds me of my mentee. Yes. My my mentee that I, a new graduate vet that I'm uh, currently mentoring. Yes. He's got, he did some panda stuff in China where he was a panda handler. He was a panda handler. Panda handler. Wow. Imagine having that on your CV. Yeah. He showed me some photos. Fantastic. Wow. Gee whiz. Really good stuff. I think he did as a student, so. Right. Okay. Um, Just some student panda handling, not actually employed as a panda handler. Yeah. yeah, Not a, not a adult panda. No, it wasn't adult, but not an employed veterinary panda handler. Right. Right. Does he have it on his LinkedIn file? Because that'd be something to have there, you know, that I've uh, got experience in. In, uh, in panda handling, <laughs> in handling a panda. <laughs> Have I told you when I go? Um, cause a couple of weeks I'm going up to um, play baseball up in the um, the pan packs, the Masters tournament. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually going playing for the pandas. Oh, right. Yeah, so, yeah. And the pan packs, you're a panda handler playing for the pandas. Well, I'm going to be a catching panda. A catching panda. Yeah, a catching you're, panda. You're not a pitcher. You're a catcher. Oh, yeah, I'm a catcher. Mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are those sea-sized batteries? No, no, no. <laughs> Well, you're saying Labradoodle Daddies, mate. I was wondering what dog species is we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'd bring it up every episode, mate. Yeah, well, That's all right. I can, I can handle it. Yeah. I've got, I got thick skin, yeah, man. Yeah, I've got thick skin, but yeah. not for injections, mate. No. Because you ended that podcast last week like a pearler. Oh, that, in, that intramuscular injection you got. I, I've been quite literally sitting on that story for uh, for quite a while, yeah. mate, and just wa- just waiting for the right time to uh, break a glass in case of emergency. Perfect, Dr. Dover. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Yeah, Dover is not just the white cliffs off the southern <laughs> southern coast of England. Sometimes you've got to do it over a bed and, uh, yeah, just, 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 just cop your penicillin sweet. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, now this week, mate, oh, a couple of oh, – one case I had that was really, really oh, – not, not, I suppose, interesting. Not yeah. Nice, was a dog that came in and the owner said, oh, he's really limping, he's really right. lame on his front foot. Yeah. Um, and it was a, sort of a younger guy, you know. I think his parents were away. He was right. you know, young, young 20s. Um, and, and he said, oh, the dog's really sore on the foot, won't let me touch it. And we had a look at the foot and the dew claw on the foot, which is the, obviously, the sort of extra toe that they have up the, the side of the foot. Yeah, corresponds like to the thumb. Vestigial thumb. Yes. And, uh, and, and obviously, sometimes that dew claw can grow a bit long. Yes. And it can curl around on itself and then sort of cut into the skin a little bit, and that can be painful. But this has actually gone so long that the dew claw had not only grown around and curled and cut into the back of the foot, it actually cut right through the foot and was now growing out the front of the no foot on the other side. No way! Wow! Yeah. Oh, it was painful. She it whiz. was really painful, and I felt for the for the the guy. It was a cocker spaniel, so yeah, his hair yeah. was really long. long and he yeah. couldn't see it, and obviously, you know, mum and dad had gone away. But just maybe a little bit of just a reminder to check your dog. Yeah, yeah. Has your dog got one of those extra little dew claws? Yes, yeah. And is it, is it getting a bit long? Does it need a little trim? Yeah. You know? Was it front or back? Front. Front one. Front yeah, yeah. Claw, yeah. Uh, they, it can happen. Yeah, they can just curl right, yeah. right around. Yeah, but yeah. But I've never seen one go right through the whole foot and come out the front just again. Just spear out yeah, the other side. Yeah. like. I was sort of feeling the foot going, oh, there's a funny little lump coming out the front there. And I was uh, like, ooh, 
That's its actual dew claw. That's its its toenail coming through the skin. Yeah. What, what was the other one like? The, the one on the other foot? Was it fairly normal? A little bit curled. Not as yeah, bad, though. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a little bit of local anaesthetic instilled in the area. Yeah. You know, a little bit of that spray that they use on the soccer players. Oh, the, the, ma- the magic spray. Screaming heap. Yeah. yeah. And bang, we cut it off and, and a little bit of antibiotics and it was all good. So, yeah. So, yeah. And good yourself, one. Yourself, mate, speaking of feet and stuff, how'd you go in the marathon? You, you, you ran it... Yesterday, when did you run it last week, mate? So yeah, it was. It, it's going <laughs> to. So when the podcast drops, it's going to have been the last week. I was one thing I was actually going to think to you because when I run, right, I've got um, a, a wireless headphones that I mm. listen to, so you can actually call and and I can talk while I'm while I'm running, right? So you know, a production an on on air production meeting. Great. Well, how, how long are you running for? Well, it'll be four hours. Well, that's four four podcasts. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but if you wanted to ring up, you know, like, yeah. you, know, you know, ring up and record it through on your phone. And so then in this spot, so when we're talking about how, how are you gone? Yeah. So from this point, you slot it in and, um, and so see, see how it works. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, then yeah, the, the marathon went really well. <laughs> Stop the podcast. Dr. Lewis here. As with all the best laid plans, our idea of me phoning Robbie during his marathon didn't quite work out. Namely, I forgot, as I was busy ferrying my daughters around to their sporting activities on the fun on the Sunday. But I did manage to meet up with Robbie face-to-face at about the 30-kilometre mark, though, and he was shot. He had started cramping badly, and my offer of a cooling sponge bath on the run to wash, wash the soilage off his inner thighs, just like Australian gold medalist Rob DiCostella in the 1982 Commonwealth Games, was met with a terse grunt. At that point, I realised our interview probably wasn't going to happen. In all honesty, not since the day Robbie locked eyes with celebrity Charlie Pickering in stall number three at the Puffing Billy Cafe toilet has Robbie been so quiet and lost for words. He was clearly hurting. Thankfully, we had a plan B, which involved sending out our roving reporter, Deb Kirkham, to meet up with Robbie earlier in the run. And yes, surprise, surprise, we are related. She's my wife, as well as the biggest supporter of the podcast. So I sent Deb out into the field and she caught up with Robbie at about the 18k mark when Robbie was feeling a lot fresher. So a huge thank you to Deb for picking up the slack and let's roll the tape. Good morning, TVTP listeners. I am your roving reporter for the morning, Deb Kirkham. I've been let out of the pod kitchen and I've been sent out to track that mythical beast Is it the Sasquatch? Is it the thylacine? No, it's our marathon man, Dr. Robbie. Now I'm at the end of Bay Street, Port Melbourne, and I'm searching this very big pack for our veterinary hero, just waiting to see if I can spot him. We wanna check his form, see how he's feeling, see if that lactic acid's building up yet. And gee, it's going to be hard to spot him, but I know you'll want an update. I know you'll want to know how our hero is feeling. Now, I've done a bit of a sprint, so I'm puffing like a mum who's almost late for school with the kids. And I'll have you know I've interrupted my Sunday morning Coles run. So I've put off uh, putting the strawberries through the metal detector and I'm down here looking for Robbie. Now what I'm going to do is check him on our tracker and see if I can spot him. The Melbourne Marathon has a great uh, uh, participant tracker so I've got to see if I can see him on that. And I think he should just be coming into view soon. But I'm not quite sure what he'll be wearing. I'm in the uh, Dr. Lewis number two TV TP t-shirt. It's a motley crew going around, I tell you. Anyway, what I've got to try and do is uh, get a little bit of an interview as he goes past. Okay, so I think Robbie should be just about coming into view. There are a lot of people here, a lot of people in this pack of runners. So I'm really, really having a good long hard look for him. Not sure what he's wearing, but I think we'll be able to pick him out by his uh, high stepping gait, showing the others a clean set of heels. 
No, that's not Robbie. I thought it was Robbie. Someone looking around to see who's looking at him. That's not Robbie. That's not what Robbie would do. Oh, gee, there's some uh, some people dressed up. Robbie might try and do that, but I don't know. I don't know how he's going to play this. He might play it with a straight bat. He might go dressed as uh, a superhero because we know how much he loves movies. What will his... What, I'm not sure how he runs. Has he got the... Uh, has he got the high hands or the low hands? Is he all over the shop or is he keeping it nice and tight and minimising the... Uh, oh, I thought that was Robbie. Someone looking around. No, that's not him. I think his number... I know his number. Just not sure if uh, I'm going to be able to pick him out. Gee, I hope I haven't missed the big fella. That would be uh, devastating to the listeners. Well, it's um, it's a beautiful day in Melbourne. It's um, it's quite warm. There's not a lot of breeze here. Usually you get a bit of breeze. Is that Robbie? No, that's not Robbie. Usually you get a bit of breeze here when you're bayside, but some of the uh, apartment blocks are uh, stopping the breeze. And there are lots of people here waiting with their dogs. And we've got uh, what looks like a pit bull. There's a nice little... Dachshund walking in its own special way. Got a West Highland White. Robbie, where are you? Where are you, big fella? Proving to be elusive. Really just want... Oh, I think I've only got time to ask him one question and see if he can get around to, to me. Not sure if that will happen, but I'll give it a crack. Give it a crack. People are eating gels and no one no one seems to have uh, gone the diarrhea splurge like Deeks yet but uh, you never know you never know at this stage people are looking uh, still like they're coping pretty well oh there's a man with a very high colourful bun dreadlocks and a very high colourful bun that's not Robbie I hope the wrap's right. Just scouring the field. Ah, oh, Lewis, there's some dull moments to edit here, but I trust uh, you've got the skill. There's a, there is a man dressed as Flash. I don't think that's Robbie. I don't think that's him. I just hope he's going to be able to hear me if I yell out to him. Ah, the, the pack has thinned out just a little bit here, so I'm really hoping I'm going to be able to see him. Oh, there's lots of people waving. I think they all want to be interviewed. They must think I'm somebody important in my Two Vets Talk Pets t-shirt. Oh, there's quite a few sort of... Quite a few men with the sort of the, the manicured beard, as uh, Robbie tends to like to wear. But I suspect he'll come along with his usual joy for life and um, full of pep. You know, there's another superhero. Oh, this is a big, thick part of the pack. Not sure if I can pick him out here. Oh, there's some... Oh, I'm glad I'm standing on this side of the course. Jeepers. That is... That is getting messy in there. Oh, there's a... There's a man with a bit of Saturday night fever there. That's quite a... That wig is going to get hot. If you've ever worn a wig to a fancy dress, you know what I'm talking about. And that polyester... Whew, that is a non-breathable fabric. Robbie, Robbie, my friend, where are you? I think he's eluded me. I think Robbie might have eluded me. Oh, if only other people were here barracking for Robbie. Oh, there's a lumberjack running. He looks pretty fit. Popped down the axe and taken up the gel. Oh, I'll tell you, there's people of all ages here. Oh, scouring the crowd. I'm keeping my eyes peeled. I think I need to have another check of the app. But if I'm scared to look down, if I look down, I'm going to miss him. 
swish on. Oh, is that him? No, that's not him. Gate's not high enough. Robbie would uh, get the knees up a bit higher. Sure, it's a very economical running style, but I'm thinking that he'd uh, he'd uh, have the knees up a bit higher. I wonder if he'll swing out wide for the interview. Hopefully he will, otherwise I'm going to um, hurt him. Oh, we've got a fairy. Got a man dressed as a fairy. That's a big mistake. I hope he's running the half marathon. That is going to hurt. That tutu is really going to hurt. Robbie. I'm hoping he'll see the TVTP t-shirt and go, Lewis, what happened to you? Oh, it's you, Deb. It's you. I know that uh, Robbie keeps a good steady pace, which is what you need in these moments. Don't want to go off like a jackrabbit and uh, run your race too early. Oh, I think my eyes have adjusted. I'm, I'm becoming a lot better at scanning the, the desperately sweating faces. Oh. oh, now someone's just come and stood right in my way. That's uh, not helpful. Have to do a bit of the uh, off to see a band argy bargy and elbow it out of my way. Where is Robbie? Oh, it's hot. I should have worn a hat. I've just been informed there's a huge bunch coming. Perhaps Robbie will be amongst the huge bunch. Oh, jeepers, that is a, that is a crush of heavy... Robbie, hey, 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 in a word, in a word for the TV hey, hey. How, are How are you feeling? Doing? doing okay, 18 k's in. I was going to dangle a magnum at you to keep you moving. Oh, fantastic. I don't need to. Yeah. Very good oh, well, thank you very much, Deb. Oh, all the best, Robbie. Thank you very much. You look like a greyhound. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a bulldog. I'm struggling to breathe like oh, one, too. You can do it, Robbie. Go well. Oh, Go well. Oh, thank goodness. The big fella actually spotted me. Must be this t-shirt. Oh, well, he looked amazing. Absolutely amazing. Really composed, really keeping it together. And uh, I think he's going to have a great day. Great day, listeners. I'm sure he'll give you the post-marathon news. Peace out. There, there we go, Robbie. You are, you're puffing a bit, mate. Was everything okay? Uh, yes, there was. Um, there was forty two point two reasons for why I was uh, <laughs> not 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 feeling awesome at that point. But um, you know, it's been uh, it's been a big year work working up to it. So yeah, and the the two vets talk pets t shirt, mate, wasn't giving any rubbing or chafing at all. All good. Oh no, I, I um. <sighs> No podium finish. Look, with be, no, definitely no podium finish. But I'll be honest, I didn't wasn't wearing the the t shirt for um a very good reason. When I um, you got to be careful with what shirts you wear with chafing I of of the one, nipples. Yeah, I did wonder about the uh, that. Yes. So so there's there's either two ways of going about it. Either you got to make sure you wear something that's not going to rub. Yes. Or you need to go the um what I call the young talent time uh, plan. Right. Tell which me. is so um apparently what they used to do on young talent time is they used to have to put the um band band-aids over the um the the nipples of the kids so then that way it didn't shine through with a with all the studio lights right right okay i've so, got nothing yeah no, no, yeah yeah <laughs> speechless um yeah. so you've got to do that when you're running because otherwise if you um you know you can actually get your nipples bleeding Ooh, yeah. Ooh. so Look, one of the runs that i did earlier that's a way to turn a few listeners off mate, yeah, yeah that sort of stuff first uh, in yeah, that's right but welcome the, the, to our new listeners new listeners better. yeah <laughs> I actually saw a guy when I was doing the um doing the run um the uh, uh 
uh, was it the the um the run um the run for life run um, yep. that was in Melbourne back in May? So we started at nine o'clock at night and ran up the um the the Monash freeway. Oh for, yeah, yeah, um, yes, for, yes, for seventeen yes, k's yes, in the middle the of the car night, chasing you. Yep. Um, and there was um one week when so it's pitch black, so you can't see what anyone's doing, even though we've got our little head torches on. Once the bus comes and picks us up, or then that's when you start seeing all the other runners coming yep. in on the bus. Yep. And so um yeah, we're we're sort of up the front of the bus. The bus is starting to fill up. One guy gets on and he has just got the trails of red running down his shirt and he had to walk past every other person in the bus. It's like, oh, dude, you poor man. Poor, poor man. So if you had that with the the, the two vets talk tits, Pets T-shirt, mate. Everyone would think we're the stigmata, wouldn't they? Yeah, I know. Yeah, they would bleed out of both of our <laughs> foreheads, both of our eyelids. Yes, yeah, yeah. Eyes. Well, because when I wore it when I did the run Melbourne, I actually had a um had an Under Armour top on there, right. just to try and help to help a to protect crop top, mate. There. Yes, yeah, just to yeah, just help, to help to protect the uh the 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 yeah, like a almost like a pseudo man's ear. Yeah, like a young talent time little crop top there. That's mate. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, fantastic. What else has been happening, mate? Um, so um, we, we got hard rubbish um, around our area oh, at the moment. So, gold, mate. So yeah, you've been out out fossicking? No, nah, we've been. I've been trying to get as much stuff out onto hard rubbish, hard rubbish as I can. You're so, not bringing it in. You're taking it out. Is yeah, that, yeah. Is we, that we, a thing? We, we need to be net out for um, for hard rubbish this year because we're hopefully renovating next year. Ooh. So we know to get got to get rid of the the shed's going to go. So the shed that's currently the you know the the brick and brack brick and brack capital of uh, Melbourne needs to um, all head out onto the front yard right. so well, well, speaking of renovating we, uh, we are looking for sponsors everyone yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, get onto patreon uh robbie's renovating page Is yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 a, go, a gofundme page yeah yeah, yeah. um so uh so yeah no it's been hard rubbish at the moment right. so, it's, so it's interesting seeing um the the animal things that are out there you know so yes. um there looks like there's some um very uh, uh you know new looking uh cat um, towers that I think people have had to go and buy that then their cats just go, Psh, not going to climb on that. Right. Nice new looking dog beds that the dogs look at and go, not going to sleep on that, right? You know, um, okay. You know, there's 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 um, some old dog kennels out there. No, the dogs aren't in the dog kennels though, yeah, which yeah. which is oh, good. Yeah, right. But yeah. um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, you you know, seeing the different uh, different stuff that people have to go and and buy, and then because their animals just go, you know what. I don't like that. That they the owners look at it for twelve months and go, bugger it, it's going out onto hard rubbish. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Rose didn't didn't uh, didn't get a new cat bed made or a new dog bed or a, you know a cat tree for the dog. You know, you didn't try that or anything. Oh, she's got she's got the cat's tree there at the moment. She likes yeah. to try and climb. You know, she sees the cats climbing up on it. You know, because she's a whippet, she gets a little confused. So yeah, you know, she likes to try and climb up on there. She sees that the cats have fun on there. So right. yeah, yeah. I remember one year. Oh, this is years ago when I was a kid. We used to love hard rubbish. Yes. My first bike came from. Hard rubbish. Nice. No seat. No. <laughs> <laughs> not no, the pole. No, not no, the pole. no. It's a flat. Yeah, flat no, n- no seat, no wheels, no, no <laughs> oh, pedals. It had, wheels. it had wheels, but I did crash into the fence because I didn't know how to ride a bike at that stage. <laughs> That's where I got my first bike from was, was that. With, and we got, well, another year we... Uh, we found a like a, someone put out a an old sewing machine, right? And so we, me and my mate from down the road, brought it home. Yep, it looked pretty good condition. We put it on on the trading post as you do in those days. Yeah, yeah. For our millennials, that's like a newspaper. Yes, where, you know, it's like a, uh, like gum tree, gum but, tree, but in paper form. Yeah, but but actually, they they cut down trees to print it out yeah, on. Yeah, exactly like a newspaper. Yes, with everything you sell in it, and um. And we sold on on trading post, and we made quite a coin out of it. Nice, quite good, yeah. Yeah. And I remember another year we brought home a we brought home a stroller, like there was a stroller on the front. Nature, yes. You know, someone's baby stroller, or whatever that. And we thought, oh, look at this, is brand new. What are they doing, leaving it out? He brought it home, put it out in the, you know, brought it down the driveway. We're like, how, how are we going to sell this? Someone's driven past and coming, gone. Ah, actually, we were just putting the baby inside. You came along and took the stroller. We're like, oh, sorry, it was on hard rubbish. <laughs> So kind of lucky they got that back. I think. Oh my goodness! No baby in it. You no don't, baby. Yeah. Or do you think? Do you think they actually were uh, just skiving? They actually were come driving down. They were going to take it, and they was going, "Hang on, we'll pull one over these kids." Right. We'll take that bugaboo. They, they catfished you. Yeah. Cat. Yeah. Right. We'll take that bugaboo. You reckon? Oh, it was a bugaboo, oh, was I don't it? No. Oh no. Right. Probably haven't been many of those days. Silver Cross. Yeah, right. Silver Cross. Who knows, mate? I don't know. All right. Um, now, now, Lewis, imagine you're a cat. All right, imagine you're not making that noise because you're oh. a stressed out oh. cat. There you go. There you go. Is that it? Now, now imagine, right, that it's springtime, right? 
all the cats around the area are starting to run around. They're trying to trying to love each other in uh, special ways. Hello, ladies. That's right. Yeah. And now imagine that you've had a cat that started coming into your backyard, and it's coming and it's it's weeing on your front Ooh. door. You know, it's weeing on your in your garden beds, and you're getting yourself a little bit stressed out. And you've you know maybe started you know marking around the house. You've maybe started scratching at some stuff. You like know, a wild anxiety. Just you're talking, a, mate. Just very mildly. If your owner then took you to the vet to make sure that you didn't have a urinary tract infection or didn't have, you know, lower urinary tract inflammation and the vet studiously asked the right questions and the owner said, yeah, look, there are cats hanging around. Can you think of any treatment that maybe you would hope your owner might get you on for your mild stressful situation that you're in? Wow, mate, you're really testing me here. You're really, really pulling on the brain cells now. What's the first one that jumps to your head? You know, if you had to thrust the hand out and grab something off the shelf, what would you hope the vet would grab for you? I'm going through the alphabet. I'm yeah, Zilkeen. 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 Oh, why not? Fantastic. What a great idea. Yeah, alpha-cazozapine. Alpha-cazozapine from Vet Quinol. Zilkeen can help out your animals with stressful situations to try and help to reduce down their anxiety. So have a talk to your vet if your pet's looking a little bit. Comes in both dog fly, dog variety dog and cat flavor. Friend, dog flavor. Dog flavor. <laughs> I'm, not sure what species of, I'm not sure what species of dog flavor it is, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever say that to people when you, unlike when you, um, uh, other, um, like some of the other like flea products and things have got a picture of a of a dog on there, you know, And I'll say, oh, here you go, yeah. So here's the here's the pug flavored one for you. <laughs> no, you know, that's yeah. good. I like it. I'm going to use it now, mate. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what, what 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 does dog taste like? I don't really know. Dog I don't flavor, know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No big big shout. There. We're being a bit uh, having a good joke there. But Zilkeen, big supporter of the show. Yes. Thank you so much. Like Robbie said, perfect for those mild phobias and anxieties. Yes. So check it out. No side effects. Um, and thank you very much. For for sponsoring the podcast. And thank you very much to everyone that's jumping on board on the, the Patreon for, uh, you know, that's uh, decided to swing us a couple of bucks and get yourself some stickers for uh, for helping to support the podcast. You can just go to patreon.com and sign up there. And also, thanks for everyone that's been leaving us the uh, sweet five-star reviews on, uh, on iTunes as well. But did you see we got a four-star review? Yeah, I think you mentioned that. We Another mentioned one. That on, no, no, no. The, 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 still, still the same one. They haven't gone back and changed it. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that after we spoke about it on um, on uh, That Vet Life podcast last week, yeah. that maybe they would have gone back and changed it. Still four star. Hasn't changed. Still four star. Wish. Well, maybe we'll give them a plug. Thanks for the four-star review, but change it. Change it. Change it. If you wouldn't mind. Put it or back for five-star. Let us know what we need to do to get that extra star, <laughs> and we'll send you a sticker. Yeah, we'll give you... No, I don't know how you're allowed to do that. It's bribery. It's bribery? Yeah, cash for comments? Yeah, cash for comments. Sticker for comments. Yeah, sticker. Yeah, Zilkeen's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Now, this week, mate, yes. coming up this week is the... Aussie bird count. Have you heard of this? No. So, essentially, the Aussie bird count is where during the, I think it's between October 22nd, I had some notes here, 22nd and the 28th of October. Yes. Next week, you need to, as Aussies to get involved, you go into your backyard and you count the birds in your backyard. Right. So, how do the, who's behind the Aussie bird count? BirdLife Australia. Uh, and its Birds in Backyards program have come together to create the Aussie Backyard Bird Count. BirdLife Australia has been Australia's voice for birds. Tweets. Since, since do they tweet much? Tweets for tweets for birds. I like it. Why couldn't they do that, mate? You should be a copywriter. Yeah, that's perfect. To be honest, that was an underarm. Yeah. That didn't take it. Well, I don't know. I don't know who's running their media department, but they need a bit of a shake-up. Yeah, so you're it, mate. You're in. <laughs> Since 1901, since Federation. Wow. The ones, how were they sending tweets then? Well, yeah, it's a while ago. A couple of pineapple it? tins yeah. and a bit of string. Telegram. Yes. Telegram. Been Australia's telegram for birds since 1901. Well, there we go. We are the country's largest independent, not-for-profit bird conservation organisation with our specialised knowledge and the commitment of our extensive network of members, yep. volunteers and supporters. We are creating a bright future for Australia's native birds. So essentially what you need to do, and I probably should have read this a bit more because it hasn't really got what you need to do. Oh, here we go. The Aussie bird count is a great way to connect with Do the you birds. have to count birds? Well, yeah. 
Aussie bird count. Possibly. Yeah, okay. Can you get through that? It's in yeah. the title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a great way to connect with birds in your backyard, no matter where your backyard happens to be. A suburban backyard, a local park, a patch of forest, down by the beach, or the main street of town. Or I suppose even if you just got a little veranda, maybe. Or yes. A balcony. A patio. Balcony. Maybe you don't see any birds. Yes. That's kind of a dull one, isn't it? Yeah. How You can count as many times as you like over the week. We just ask that each count is completed over a 20-minute period. Right. The data collected assists BirdLife Australia in understanding more about the birds that live where people live. So, you can participate by either submitting your bird count through an online web form. Right. So, go to aussiebirdcount.org.au. It's only for Australian listeners, I believe. Right. I think it does say Aussie bird count. Bird count, yep. Yes. Or you can download the app, Aussie Bird Count app, and, and, and submit it that way. I was wondering if they were going to have an app. Yeah. And you just tap it. Yeah. Just tap it. Maybe Every tw- time you see a bird, just go tap. Tweet. 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 Yeah. Tweet. Spot on. Telegram. Yeah. Telegram. Now, first prize, mate. What do you reckon's first prize? Well, you know, what would, what would be first prize? I'm not it's sure. a competition. Yeah. Well, there is a competition. I'll be, sure. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't all that interested until I found out I could win something. <laughs> well, first prize, mate. Pair of binoculars. Oh, crap. Hang on. <laughs> well, didn't you get one of those for Father's Day? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think, I think it is. I, I, I was sort of thinking I've already got two of those, so I wonder what second prize is. <laughs> Hopefully it's a little bit better. It's than another the, pair of binoculars. Yeah, three pairs of binoculars. Hopefully the pair they've got are slightly better than the ones I got <laughs> that I think they broke when I put them against my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so everyone get, you know, if, if you're into the bird stuff, you're a bit of a twitcher. Yes. Then, uh, you know, look, check out the Aussie Bird Can. It's on this week. Um, and you can you can help uh, Bird Life Australia to um, to count the birds that we've got in our backyards. Now, is there, it, there's a couple of flaws in this, Lewis, that I'm a little bit concerned with. One, one is, you remember when, um, you know, you at uh, when you're at your school excursions, you know, you've gone to the zoo and you've got the couple of you know, smart ass kids that sort of run from the front of the line up to the back of the line to get counted twice. Yeah. You know, right? How can we know that these birds aren't doing that? That you're not having birds that are flying around to different backyards getting counted multiple times. We may end up that we've got, you know, eighty six billion birds here in Australia if we're counting the same ones over and over again. Well, that's a really good question, mate. And if I had the website up, I'm sure that in the Q and A they might answer. Frequently that. in the facts. Facts. Frequently asked yeah, questions. Spot on. And do you reckon in the frequently asked questions as well it has something saying, What if you live in a museum? Possibly. Do you count the birds that yeah. are in the museum? Or are we yeah. only worrying about live or, birds? Or what if you work at a fish and chip shop? You know, do you count the birds that you're feeding the chips to? That get all the seagulls yeah, that are hanging that's around. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Is that you know what if a seagull takes takes the big fillet of fish off yes. and drops it and then flies back for more? Do you count once, twice, twice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Hard There's some know. flaws in this system, yeah. Lewis, but look at oh. they've been doing it since nineteen oh one. I'm sure they know what they're at. And as Aussie Bird Count says, mate. Make every bird count. Wouldn't you be? Wouldn't you be really dirty? Yeah. You know, do you reckon you'd be more or less likely to do it? Yeah. You know, like so. You know, us in suburbia. Yeah. You know, we've only got a small backyard, and I'd be able to say, all right, yeah. There's three Indian miners and a and a you know and a sparrow and a sparrow's just flown over. You know. I mean, if you're in Hall's Gap, you can say, look, there's a cocky eating an ice cream cone. That's nice. pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Are you, you allowed to encourage them with ice cream? God, I wonder. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. Is that a little bit you know you know a little bit dodgy if you're yeah, trying to you very because you're not allowed to do that with kids. You're not allowed to try and get Feed kids them to come ice over cream. to you. Well, you're not allowed to get them to come to come near you with ice cream. You know they sort of frown on that. Well, not without a working with children check, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're a parent of you, know, I guess you're allowed to do that. If if it is your child, yes, you yeah. are allowed to encourage with yeah. ice cream. And I don't even know whether or not that cocky was lactose intolerant or not. <laughs> I mean, he's probably found out now. Like, he's probably had the runs for two weeks now if he's lactose intolerant. Anyway, digressing. Um, So, uh, I don't even know where I'm going with that. So, it wasn't a lactose-free ice cream, mate. Uh, you know, decaf, lactose-free, it, it, soy. It looked as chocolatey as the day right. is long, Lewis. Good, mate. It was Good. smooth. I'm not sure if it was the chunky New York chalk that I had or not, but I tell you what, it was chocolate. All righty. Yeah, well, speaking of feeding bread to the birds, mate, you got anything Look, related there? So, um... Have you ever got anything for free for being a vet, Lewis? Oh, oh this podcast? Well, there's that. Yeah, there's that, yeah. Uh, your friendship? There's that too. That's too. Um, so last Does that count? Oh, it counts for a lot. It counts for a lot. Um, so last night, Christina and the kids were out. And so um, I... Uh, Watch coming, the coming notebook. Home from work. What's that? Watch the notebook Watch the on notebook. TV. Four times. Oh, Four lovely, times. Mate. I did I just, think your eyes are a bit bloodshot today. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, when you sent me through the thing of saying, look at Channel 11 now when the ad for The Bachelor, uh, Bachelorette oh, oh, was coming oh, on. Was that? Oh, no. I was, I was in the middle of watching um, a Batman versus Superman. <laughs> and I go, gee, this is a better thing. I got Bachelor. Yeah, all right. You know, I'll, I'll pay that. That's all right. Um, oh, so, so you didn't realize it was The Notebook. No. It was. It was The Notebook. That's oh, The Notebook was on. Yeah. I didn't, Deb texted me because I was in the other room watching anything. Yeah. Get Robbie to turn on channel whatever it was now. The Notebook's on. So I texted you and obviously you got the ad. Oh, and dude, the, the ad was Bachelorette ad was on because oh. there was a guy standing there cuddling a sheep. And I've oh. gone... Okay, I guess you want me to, you know, after all the times where you reckon I look like that dude off The Bachelorette in America. Chris. All right, well, there's a guy there that's cuddling a sheep. You know, I guess we can work that in somewhere. So, so no, I was watching. uh, um, So, I went to the shops. I had to buy something for dinner. um, And I was talking to um, at the bakery. And uh, I was wearing a scrub top. Um, from from work, and she's gone. Oh, you're a vet. Uh, yeah, I'm a vet. Oh, you know, I've got a Westie. Oh, okay, you know, springtime Westie. So, how's its itch going? Oh, yeah, you know, look, she's pretty itchy. Oh, we've got her on cortisone and all that sort of stuff. And so, yeah. haven't ever talked to her about it. You know, I, I had time up my sleeve. It wasn't like I was trying to get home because Christina was expecting a loaf of bread or anything. <laughs> Spoke to her for about five minutes, right? And then at the end, you know, pulled out my money to pay. She's gone. Now, nah, look, you can have that loaf of bread for free. Oh, mate. Bingo! Bang! Where are we? So there you go. A year's supply of bread, mate. Well, it's going to get pretty stale by the time I go, but it was a nice Pana de Casa too. Right. Nice expensive, Pana de Casa one, yeah. You know, so yeah, it's one of the top shelf ones. Wow. So there you go. So I was just, one, you know, so just keep an eye out for, you know, see what you can get for uh, trying to spin a yarn to someone for you being a vet. You know, it was close be to, to closing time, mate. No, it was very to close homeless. to closing time. Very yeah. close to closing time. Yeah. So I don't think there was, uh, you free, know. Free bread for the homeless, I reckon, mate. You know, it would have been going out into the dumpster fairly soon. <laughs> so, so it wasn't like I was in there at peak time and she gave it that to me while there was another 20 people around right. no no so oh, okay. but no I don't want to don't want to don't want to uh, burst your bubble mate well done well done loaf of bread yeah, thanks a, a lot vet. mate the bread was really nice five, too five yeah. years of study that's really worth it hey. a loaf of yeah, bread yeah, hey loaf well bread. if I go and get one every Friday you never know, you know? wow yeah what that's that's nearly a hundred dollars a year mate that's fantastic that's pretty close yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> alrighty now Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Yes. Some more royal news. Yes. It's about time we got back onto the royal news, Lewis. Yep. Thecut.com. Right. No idea what that means. (laughs) (laughs) The kindest cut? I don't know. (laughs) It's nothing to do with desexing your dog. Don't worry. All right. Now, Meghan Markle. We think. Yeah, let's get through it and see what happens. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry got a new royal dog. Right. What have they gone for? Uh,. Oh, that's a good question. I think it's a furry one. I don't right. know what dog species it is, though, mate. Is hey. Prince Harry a Labradoodle Daddy? Labradoodle Daddy. Uh, what? Oh, I probably should have read this. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> it's a truth universally acknowledged that getting a dog is the ultimate relationship test. A furry stand-in for a human child. Yes. So it's only fitting that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have added one to their royal family as People magazine reports. Right. Top shelf. Top shelf. Yes. Hard hitting investigation. I'm I'm in there. According to to people, the royal dog is believed to be a Labrador retriever. There you go. Oh, there we go. Labrador has been accompanying the royals at their country house in the Cotswolds area. Right. Nottingham Cottage at Kensington Palace since early summer. Terrific. The dog is already happily ensconced at their cottage, a source told the Daily Mail. Right. Like the Sussexes. The dog will divide its time between the palace and their country home in the Cotswolds. Oh, isn't that amazing? The new dog will be the second among their custody. Right. The couple also take care of Megan's rescue beagle guy, who only eats organic food and reportedly sat at Markle's feet oh. while she had her makeup done for a wedding. Good grief. Now, mate, you know what I'm thinking? You know they what? need a book! Yeah! They need a book. I haven't plugged a book, mate, for a long time. Sales have gone down. Oh, no. This is perfect. perfect. What a time. Let's bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. I just saw some birds fly out. Is it the 22nd of October yet? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's time, mate. It's time. I send them a book. I've been checking Woman's Weekly every... Well, I guess it's every week. Week, yeah. When are they having a baby? When's it happening? Is it now? Yeah, is, when's she pregnant? Yes. Is she pregnant? having twins? Wow. Triplets. Quad, Does that mean... Do quadruplets. You, Does that mean she needs a book for each kid or... That's a good point. It's certainly... I'm going to send one, mate. 
Definitely going to send one. We're going to get nice. Two, dear two vets talk pets. Yes. What do you reckon? I'll oh, sign. That'd be great. Like, that's my name. Yeah. And that, they won't know any better. No. This guy's got a funny Australian name. Just subscribe to us. It'll be fine. Dear Dr. Two Vets Talk Pets. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. Aren't they coming out to Australia? Well, that's it, mate. Exactly. They're coming to South Melbourne. No to way. The, to the beach. Really? So I reckon I'm going to be down there in my budgies. Right. Just strutting around holding a book. Going, oh, fancy bumping into you guys. Would you like a signed copy? Why Bang, not? and I'll give it hand deliver it. And a sticker. Yeah, yeah. And and a t shirt each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate. mate Imagine you... that. Walk, they're walking out walking down the beach wearing two vets top wearing our heads on. <laughs> <laughs> walking their dog. Walking oh, guile on the beach. Oh my goodness. Oh mate. Gee, you, if you imagine if you could do that, you go, Oh look, here's I've sent this to your brother. You know, yeah, here's he one for you it. guys. He loved it. Here's a letter that we that we sent for it. Yeah, Grandma and loved sticker. it too. Yes. Grandma and the Corgis loved Nan it too. Nan loved it. Yeah, Nan, Nan loved <laughs> it. Nana. Yeah, exactly. So, look, that's it, mate. I'm going to meet them down there. We're going to line up. I'm going to get a photo. Selfie, selfie holding the book, I reckon. Oh, done, man. Yeah, done. Yeah. That, that's, that's marketing gold. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah. yeah. Gorilla marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Don't go up in a gorilla suit, though. You know, oh, they're, no, they're, they're get tackled. Work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you got, mate? Um, so um, we, we had an interesting one during the week. We had um, a, a, an owner ring up during the week that um, cat was lame. And so the nurses said, okay, so sore leg. So nurses said, look, you know, it was late at night. Come in tomorrow, but don't give it any breakfast. Okay, no problems at all. Because if we need to anesthetize it, you want it to be fasted. We like animals to be fasted before surgery. Cat came in, um, yeah, cat's, cat's sore, we're going to have to look at um, trying to take some x-rays. Um, I said, so has it eaten? Oh, no, it hasn't had it, it hasn't eaten any of its breakfast. Okay, terrific. But it did eat some of the other cat's breakfast. Oh, oh. Okay, uh, well, uh, so that's oh, not breakfast. Oh, well, I lifted its food up, but the other cat went, it, you know, the other cat still had its food down. Oh. Oh, you know what? Oh. We probably should have taken up. Both do, cats' foods. Do we you have know? to think of everything for <laughs> owners sometimes? Like, Gee whiz, yeah, you know. know. Really? So we said don't feed that cat breakfast, but can you just not think a bit laterally that there's food down and cats will eat anything? Maybe the other cat will eat the other cat's oh, food. Yeah, mate. yeah. So oh. I just thought it was an inter- interesting one. And also as another segue, particularly if you've got dogs, um, if they're going in for a procedure, try and give them a good chance of doing a poo before they get dropped off. Nice because little bit of etiquette, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, there's a, um, a, a high proportion portion of dogs that sometimes get a little bit um a little bit of a, a rumble down below oh, yeah. as they're waking up from surgery yes. um and the um our, our vet nurses would uh vastly like it if you're uh if your dogs have emptied out or done a poo before if they we've come in done a morning ablutions ablutions to the clinic yeah yes. a morning ablution ablutions yeah. yes um yeah. because uh yeah if they wake up and they poo when they're uh, when they're awake or if they're waking up in the cage there uh, yeah it can take a fair bit of uh foot cleaning to try and get the uh, yeah, clean it up. So yeah, tail cleaning, yeah. tail cleaning. And it's yep. usually a white fluffy, isn't it? That just just cakes it everywhere. And you've just got perhaps a little bit looser than normal. Just comes out a little bit stressed like out. Chocolate mousse. Yeah, just yeah. So so fast your animals properly. You know, take up both lots of cats' foods. You know, or if it's a dog, yeah. take up the cats' food as well. Yeah. You know, or or if you've got a rabbit, maybe take up the rabbit's food as well too. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to mention every animal? If you've got a lion at home make sure you take up the lion's food as well yeah and don't let the lion eat the cat before it comes in because you know otherwise then we're not going to have an, an animal to do the procedure get on. stuck in his throat yeah. <laughs> well actually it's interesting you mentioned that i saw something on on facebook about um you know speaking of toileting with surgeries and stuff yeah that um that, that there's a lot about fear-free practices and stuff yes and one thing i, I read was actually when we wake up our animals from anaesthetic, as we're waking them up, that we should actually empty their bladder for them at the end of the surgery right. so they don't wake up feeling like they're busting to go to the toilet. Okay, right. I thought that's a really nice little thing yeah. that we can do simply. Yeah, yeah. For every animal that we see that's have a procedure, certainly I don't think about, oh, they're going to be wake up busting. But I can remember when I wake up from anaesthetic, if you wake up busting, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, sort of right, feeling, okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you're a bit groggy, maybe you don't want to go to the loo. Yeah. But I thought that's a really good thing to do. Yeah. Just, just a little little thing to do. Just a little expressy out, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway... I uh, saw an article being having been away for a couple of weeks up in Queensland. This one was in the Queensland Times. Right. It's entitled, High Speed Wash Leaves Kitten in a Spin. Oh, all right. A curiosity for her owner's bedsheets resulted in this very lucky 11-week-old kitten using up the first 
and quite possibly a second of her nine lives. Wow. Katie Gay's kitten Cleo was literally in a spin after being accidentally tossed into mum's front loader at their Ipswich home in Queensland. Oh, oh no. After a rigorous 15-minute cycle, Mrs. Gay's mother, Carol, Carol, emptied the washing to find fecal matter scattered throughout. <laughs> oh, my yeah. goodness. Now, I don't know. What's her first thought? Oh, no, Katie. I've put one of my pull-ups in the wash again. <laughs> what, oh, what are you thinking oh, when you see that in the in the dryer? Oh, probably. Uh, oh, in the dryer or in the wash? Uh, ooh, no, in the wash. Yeah. In the washing machine. Washing machine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, rigorous cycle. A rigorous cycle, yes. Gee whiz. uh, Mum had taken the washing out and yelled out to me that the cat had done a poo in the washing. Yes. Miss Gacy. She put the basket on the floor to show me and I went in for a close look and that's when I found Cleo. (laughs) (laughs) Looking very clean. Well, yeah, her eyes were open and her tongue was just hanging out. Oh, jeez. It was Miss Gay's partner, Karen Farmer. Right. noticed a slight heartbeat and breathing and the couple raced to Cleo the vet. They arrived about 20 minutes before opening time, but they were in luck with one of the nurses starting early that morning. Right. To Ms. Gay's amazement, Ripley Vet, that must be where they're from, Ripley, believe it or not. There you go. Dr. Andrew Hemming, shout out to Andrew Hemming, and his team kicked in to bring her back to health. She was lifeless and mum and dad thought she was dead, Dr. Hemming said. They brought her in right at the start of the day and we put her straight on a drip and oxygen and did some x-rays. Took her a couple of hours to come around, but she continually improved throughout the day. Expecting a long list of injuries, Ms. Gay was even more surprised when the vet let her take Cleo home later that day with no broken bones or ongoing injuries. Wow. Gee whiz, what a lucky cat. She made a full recovery. Man. She's completely back to normal as if nothing ever happened. I actually caught her again on Saturday back in the dirty washing basket. Wow. Cat hasn't learnt. Has not learnt. There you go. Cats, that, eh? Yeah. How's that for a story? Gee whiz, that's pretty dynamite. Yeah. You know, um, because you often get worried about, um, you know, when you think about, you know, if cats are, yeah, you know, it's, it's a fun spot for cats because our cats sleep on the washing machine. You yeah, know? right. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, well, never when it's jiggling around, they're like, Whoa, yeah. hey. <laughs> put the twenty cents in, and away yeah. they go. Yeah. <laughs> 20 cents, mate. That's date. Yeah, no, yeah. It's definitely a gold coin these days. <laughs> or, uh, a, or a tap of the card, I reckon. Yeah, a tap of the card, tap you of reckon? Tap the card, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and gee whiz, yeah, I mean, what a lucky cat. I mean, it must have, um, I mean, because you would have been worried that it would have aspirated or, you know, I mean, or yeah. at least. The, the, oh, hot uh, water would have burnt it, you know, yeah. it was a hot well, wash. Even then, as much as anything, uh, the fact that you've got. Um, no, um, no air in there. You know, you're not going to have any air in there at all. That's you know, true. Yeah, you know, because it's sitting on top somehow. Be, because if it? well, I guess there must have been yeah a little air pocket up the top. Yeah, you know? it sounds like a you know like something out of like the Titanic or something like that. Yeah, you know, maybe. The, well, I'm a bit worried about the detergent they're using. If it hasn't washed away the poo, it's just sort of sitting there on the clothes. It's <laughs> something a bit more uh, a bit more caustic, I reckon. To, yeah. to get those those nuggets out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and speaking of animals and uh, and 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 water. Water facilities. Yeah, right. So the other day when we went, um, uh, when we went camping out at Halls Gap, one of the um, one of the dads there was telling me, um, he's gone. Did you have you seen that guy walking around with the with the French bulldog? And I said, yeah, because we're there with people from school. Yep. I said, yeah, I've seen the dude, you know, carrying the French bulldog around. He's gone, it's just in the toilet with it. And I went, <laughs> oh, all right, you know, okay, uh, you must have tied up. He's like, no, no, he's holding onto it. So he's gone up to the urinal. So he's got the dog in one hand. Whatever else he's had to have in the other hand, you know, oh, oh. While, he, while he's going to have a wee. And he right. said, you know what the worst part was? He walked out without washing his hands. Oh. So then we're having a little bit of a crisis as far as trying to work out. I go, what's, what's weirder there? You know, you've got this poor little French bulldog going, gee whiz, you guys are weird doing it here. Why don't you just go and do it out on the tree on the yeah. grass like I do, you oh, know? yeah, on the corner you, post. you guys are weird. This place stinks. It stinks terribly, you know? And then the guy just walks out and goes, oh, well, we're already holding on to a dog, so I might as well just not worry about washing my hands. That's very odd. It's a bit that's, odd. That's really weird. Did you walk into the store and they were sitting on the porcelain holding the dog <laughs> or <laughs> I'm How not far sure, to go? I'm not, I'm not sure if you would have uh, would have been, still been holding on to the dog for a number two, though. Yeah, I think it would have been good to have a chat about that. Yeah. What do you do for a number two, mate? You yeah. Know, like when he's holding it, number one, just 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 a general question. Well, I guess you've got the little the little coat rack thing that you said hanging out there. Oh. Maybe you could have hung that hung him up there. Hanging on the back of the door. Yeah, yeah that's right. Touch as little as possible now. Yeah. Just hang you on the door. <laughs> Imagine I can it, tell the kids. I mean, you... you 
you know, speaking seriously, not serious for a second, you would hope that he wouldn't. Because you imagine being in the cubicle next to him, because it's a caravan park, there's like 10 toilets next to it. Could you imagine sitting there and all of a sudden you've got this little, you know, just French a, bulldog nose? <laughs> just spare a square? <laughs> <laughs> Big call back to Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All uh, right, mate. Let's. I think we need this. Radio. All advice on this show is generally in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information. But as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we missed anything or if there's anything else that you need any clarification over. Lewis, what have you got for us today? All right, mate. Now, I thought I'd bring back some really good boffin stuff. This Science! Some, yeah, some good behaviour stuff. Yeah. The, 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 I thought I'd talk a little bit about petting before separation. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, this week I was... What reading, are we petting? I don't know. Let's let's let's, let's find, find out. out. Let's open Pandora's box. Yes, Pandora's petting we're, box. Yeah, see what Pandora's we're, petting zoo. Let's <laughs> see what we're petting today. Which which window are we going to go in, mate? Are we going oh, to the, the round petting window or the square petting window? Or the diamond, the diamond petting window. Petting window. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm I back on my behaviour stuff in the Journal of Vet Behaviour. Yep. And last week we we talked about common behaviour myths. We, yep. We sort of banged on about a few of those. And this week I have a myth or something that I've been doing for a long time. Yeah. That's been dispelled for me. And it's absolutely blown my mind. Wow, okay. And it's all about petting. Right, nice. Yeah, one of my favourite topics. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Sure. Well, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, isn't it, Just? Why not? It's yeah. the whole reason why we've got animals. You want to pet them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do. Okay, so it is the, the title of the journal article is Effects of Petting Before a Brief Separation from the Owner on Dog Behaviour and Physiology. A pilot study. Right. Amazing. Really, really good article put out by, now I'm going to say the name wrong, from, they're from Italy, Chiara Mariti. Yep. Or Chiara Mariti. It's et, done great. Et al. Et al. Et al. Et al. Et al, is it? Et al. Right, eh? Good. Perfect. I so, went to school with et al. Yeah. Do <laughs> you phone home? Yeah. <laughs> Elliot. Yeah. Uh, so, it, uh, now, it is. it used to be conventional Wisbon. And this is what I used to say as well, that you should ignore your dog before you go Yes, out. yep. You don't want to make a big deal of it. Well, exactly. Yeah. But, the pilots, but this pilot study that finds that gentle petting of dogs before a short separation makes them more calm than if they were ignored before separation. Wow, okay. So certainly I recommend, or, or maybe after this, I used to recommend ignoring your dog when you're leaving or just saying, see you later, yep. see ya, be back soon and leaving. Especially for dogs that have separation anxiety. Yes. Yep. One of the big things that you know I sort of list is you know you should ignore them when you when you leave. Yeah. And ignore them when you first arrive home. Yep. The uh, arriving home being they're often excited to see you and maybe you reward that you know that behaviour and that build yeah, up attention. Yeah. And 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 so maybe ignoring them and letting them be calmer means they're not so excited to, yeah. to see you and build up their anxiety. Certainly. But this study seems to say. Uh, uh, looks at the effects of gentle petting on dogs' stress response to separation. Right. So, testing was executed outdoors in a dog training centre in Pisa. Right, fantastic. In Italy. Yeah. You've been to Pisa, mate? I have been to Pisa. Right. Yes. Very good. Yeah. It was, and in an area that was unfamiliar to dogs. Right, okay. So, yep, yep. Uh, where are we? Just go over the page. As it is a pilot study, so it's only a small study, only yep. 10 dogs and 7 owners. The study took place at a field which was a neutral location away from the dog's home and the dogs were all on leash. All dogs took part in two conditions. So the first condition was in the gentle petting condition. The owner spent one minute petting the dog before going away and leaving the dog with the experimenter. Yep. The second condition, or the what they call in the neutral condition, owners ignore the dog for one minute prior to going away and leaving the dog with the experimenter. Yep. So just totally ignore them. So both ab absences last for three minutes, during which the owner went and stood behind the Leaning Tower of Pisa. How about wow. that? Amazing. Gee whiz. How about that? That's it. I mean, if you're going to do an experiment in Pisa, yeah. why not? You're that's not just that's making say, use of what you've got, isn't it? Yeah, you know, the uh, the owners then went and stood behind the kids' play area, yeah. you know, outside well, well, the local school. shed. Shed. I've, I've yeah. put Leaning Tower of Pisa. I have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Makes it a little but better, the, mate. the shed's leaning anyway. Yeah. Well, possibly. I mean, yeah, I don't know. What, what Architecture people, may not be great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what person's hiding behind a shed. It sounds better <laughs> if they're behind the leaning chair of pizza. Sounds less dodgy. It does, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? You're hiding yeah. behind a shed, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing a pilot study. I go, yeah, no, nah, I don't want to yeah, know, mate. I'm just uh, I'm just hiding from my dog. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. Oh, jeez, you're, you're an ass of an owner, aren't you? Yeah, I might call the police. <laughs> so they were hiding behind the leaning tower of pizza, we'll say, where they were not visible to the dog. Although the researchers say they were, there probably was not a scent cone indicating to the dog they were close by, of course this not, could not be ruled out. A scent, scent cone, mate. I've heard of an ice cream cone, a pine cone. Honeycomb. Honeycomb. Yep. Any other cones you're thinking <laughs> of, mate? Uh, you know, cone of silence. Cone of silence. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I have no idea what a scent cone, cone is. Cone head. Cone head, yeah. Yeah, yeah. got no idea. It must, must be... Couldn't oh, smell them. You know what it would be? It would be a scent cone. I reckon would be um, the uh, so a co- so it's going to be cone shaped. Yep. So you imagine the owners walked away, yep. right? They're going to have um, the the owner's scent is going to be strongest where they are. So that's going to be the point of the cone. Oh. Whereas the rest of the smells are going to have dissipated oh, away, right. forming a three dimensional triangle, Whoa. also known as a, a cone. cone. So the dog is at the ice cream part of it. Yes. And the owner is at the chalk tip, the little bit at the, the bottom. The, 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 chalky, the, the chalky pointy tip. Yeah, that you bite off and suck the yeah. ice cream through. <laughs> <laughs> that, that end, yes. Yeah, yeah. The experimenter stood still, simply stood still and held the leash until it was time to call the owner back. The scientists looked at the dog's behaviour during the absence, yeah. heart rate before and after, and salivary cortisol after the absence. So right. salivary cortisol... We measure cortisol in dog saliva. Yep. And there's some thought that when dogs are stressed, that their saliva cortisol levels increase. Right, okay. So that's why we're measuring salivary cortisol. It's a common thing we do in behavior stuff. Yep. Um, tells you, is a dog more or less stressed when you can you know, compare it to when it's calm, yep. I suppose. And because it's much easier getting a saliva cortisol than a blood cortisol. Because exactly. if you're trying to hold the dog up to try and get a blood you know, yeah, and sticking them with a needle that, that cortisol you told us last week up. doesn't hurt. Yes, that's you right. Know, yeah. the cortisol <laughs> is going to be normal. <laughs> so, so and, and obviously heart rate, when they're stressed, the heart rate theory is heart rate goes higher. Yes. When they're calmer, the heart rate goes low, lower. So some findings. The dogs were not highly stressed by the separation as shown by low salivary cortisol levels and by their behaviours. Right. So they weren't stressed with the separation. However, they spent a long time looking for the owner in both conditions. Almost half the absence at 84.5 seconds, they look for their owner. Right. Very accurate. That's incredibly yeah. accurate. Beep, beep. Yep. That's spot on. In the petting How condition. How many seconds is that in dog seconds? Oh, that's good. Seven times, isn't it? Seven times. Dog years. Dog seconds. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the dogs. Yeah, well, that's no, true. Nothing written about the paper in that. Yeah, that's interesting, that's mate. You should, you should give them a call. I think I might. You should go there. Go and see the leaning tower of I'll, and I'll give my chat. mate Etel a call. Yeah, who? <laughs> Etel. 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 <laughs> and and 87.5 seconds in the neutral condition. That's right. very accurate. It's incredibly I'm not sure accurate. Half a second there, really. Does that Gee, make a difference? Psst. Yeah, they're very they're really yeah, tight on that on yeah. the buzzer, aren't they? Couldn't they have got to, you know, tenths of a second? Yeah. Like that's yeah. You know yeah. what? It probably wasn't statistically significant unless they went out to the points. Oh, no, I don't think they cared. Oh, did they? <laughs> no, that bit no. No, because this this bit's the crack a bit. Yeah, this is the crack a bit. When Blow dogs, my mind. Yeah, yeah. When the dogs were petted before the absence, they spent more time showing calm behaviours during the absence. Right. And their heart rate was lower after the test compared to when they were ignored before the absence. Right. So that is what's really got me. So calm behaviours were seen as more lying down, sniffing the ground for a period of three seconds or longer. Right. Not 2.5, not 3.5, three seconds. Three Yep, sniffing for a shorter period. So when dogs often just sniff the ground quickly, that's seen as a stress signal. Right. Um, so essentially what they're saying is these dogs are not less stressed when they're padded before you leave. Yep. But they're more calm. When they are padded. Yeah, right. when they are padded. So, so the paper concludes, uh, this pilot study suggests that petting a dog before a brief separation from the owner may have a positive effect, making the dog calmer before... Karma during the separation itself. 
So future studies should assess whether a longer time spent stroking the dog before separation and or the combination of physical, gentle physical, verbal and gazing contact before separation have a higher calming effect on dogs. So really cool little study. That's really interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the thing you always say. If you've got an anxious dog, you ignore them when you leave because you don't want to make a big deal. Exactly. And we're moving away from that, I think, because yeah, we're talking right. about trying to make some uh, consistency yes. for the dog. And patting them provides that consistency and knowledge of what's sort of happening in this yeah, period. Yeah. The small number of dogs assessed in the present study limits the possibility to generalize these findings to the whole canine population. Yeah. So admittedly, it was just 10 dogs. Yeah. Uh, the inclusion of dogs with separation-related problems. So there were no dogs that had separation anxiety ah, that were included okay. in this study. So they're all dogs that were perceived to be otherwise any, normal. Yeah, not yeah, exactly. Especially se- so the inclusion of dogs with separation-related problems, especially separation anxiety, may have led to different results. So we might find it's different yeah. for, for dogs that actually have a problem. However, gently touching dogs with separation anxiety before being left alone may be taken into account in a behaviour modification profile protocol that attempts to put the dog in a positive emotional state a bit like yeah. when you look at that jar of urine that uh that the camille brought home for you mate positive emotional state <laughs> <laughs> in addition if petting would become part of a departure ritual it may increase the predictability and therefore the dog's perceived control over the environment and is crucial in treating an anxious dog right finally stroking the dog may be regarded as a feature of owner's warmth which is known to have beneficial effects on the dog-owner relationship in threatening situations. The use of petting should therefore be encouraged both in preventive and therapeutic conditions. Well, there you go. Gold, mate. I, that just blew my mind. <laughs> Talk about myths being busted. Myth busted. Busted. Myth busting. Busting. I mean, it, when, like, as an aside, so when you're having pilot studies like that, you know, how many times do you then see subsequent larger studies, you know, or, you know, as a lot of the stuff that, you know, you're, you're seeing with this sort of stuff, is it more just the pilots or do they go and then do bigger ones subsequently? Well, I think the difficult thing that we have, and certainly I know this in behaviour, is a lot of the studies are done on really low numbers yeah. of, of dogs and cats because it, I guess it's really hard to get funding, yes, probably yeah. number one. And number two, it might be hard to get enough subjects or yep. enough people willing to do yeah. you know, the studies. So, you know, certainly being a pilot study and being published in the Journal of Vet Behaviour, which is you know, really quite a that's a that's, a that's a heavy hitter um, yeah. one. You yeah. know, so that's but, but what does cloud. tend to happen a lot in behaviour is, is, you know, one study gets put out like this and people sort of grab it and, and that's what they change their protocols. Yeah, gotcha. Protocols okay. too, because we've got nothing else. Yes, we've it's got the best no, you got. Yeah, yeah, we've got no study that says that ignoring a dog helpful yeah. We've got lots of sort of what we think is anecdotal stuff and this is what the specialists tell us to do. So, oh, we'll do it too. And that's yes. basically where I've learned it. Yeah, now, yeah. There's no no paper that I've read that says you need to ignore your dog when it has separation anxiety because that will make it better. This study in 1973 yeah. showed that. With, with 5,000 dogs <laughs> that, you know, with separation anxiety. Double-blinded and yeah. randomly yeah. controlled. Yeah, exactly. So that we don't... In behaviour, it's unfortunate that we don't have that ability often that those really good studies. So... But sometimes something like that gives someone the, the thing to go on, all right, maybe we can do a pilot study with 10 separation anxiety dogs Yes, and see if that c- c- provides us with a similar sort of response. And then maybe it says, well, there's more information towards you know patting the dog than there is towards ignoring it. So, so you're right, mate. It's see, hard it's, to know where it goes. See if the separation anxiety dogs have got like 54.6 seconds rather than the 84.7. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 0.25 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> You're quick um, on the buzzer, aren't you? And, and and the thing is then as well, you know, all we're saying is to pat your dog. Yeah. Then that's yeah. fine. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. pat your dog. Well, be good, to, be good to know. I, I suppose, you know, and they mentioned this is, is are we talking just a gentle, a, a light petting? Yes. You know, before you leave? Or are we talking, you know, a real heavy petting? More of a heavy petting. petting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're talking the real rev up. Oh, he's a good boy. Oh, so I'm going to catch you later. I'll be home, buddy. Have Just a good time. Yeah, yeah, or is it, hey, check you later, champ. See you next time. And I guess See you it, on the flip side. And I guess it makes sense that you're trying to do it as that calming, see you later. Yeah. 
It we'll would. see you later. You it know. Would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But who, who knows? Who knows? So, so really good study and and some real good food for thought there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll keep you informed when in ten years' time. <laughs> yeah, in episode five hundred and seventy-two, <laughs> and they've they've done a follow-up study on it. <laughs> Maybe we'll have enough sponsors there that we can sponsor. We can do it ourselves. The pilot study ourselves. Yes, your PhD, mate. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just going to throw the koala bile yeah. study away. <laughs> And start doing the um the, the expansion of the pilot study. Love What's it. a collective noun of pilots? Oh, don't know. Uh, uh, don't know. Don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. A, a skyfall. A skyfall. Skyfall of pilots. A lounge. A lounge of pilots. <laughs> a lounge of yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. A cockpit. <laughs> a cockpit of pilots. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, so that's uh, it for heavy petting and cockpit today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think we'll leave it there today, mate. I'll um, pick yep. up my bit then, uh, then next time. I think so, so we're running out of time today. We've got any mailbag? Uh, no, I think uh, I think we're all good on mailbag. I don't think we've got anything through. But um, uh, when um, when's the interview with Danny going on? Is that going on? Uh, so we recorded two days ago when, before this podcast dropped. Yes. It'll probably up, I suppose, next week. We'll interview. put it on next week's one. Yeah, I, well, I don't know, mate. It depends on what it sounds. We haven't recorded it yet. Might be terrible. <laughs> we might say, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Might go on like every other podcast we do, <laughs> especially that bit life one. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, send us through your questions to um, uh, hit us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, email us at uh, twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. Yeah, look at inst- yeah, uh, also uh, on the Patreon page. Yes. Look, uh, big, obviously, we've got we've got our sponsor, Zilkeen, now. Big thank, yep. you, thank you to them. But also to our Patreon supporters. You know, you really you have no idea how much a difference it makes to us. This, this podcast does take time for us to produce time for us to record and time for us to meet up yes yep um so thank you so much for for the little bit of, of uh, and, and also money to to run it too yeah, so yeah, yep, yeah to host um, it i mean yep. we, we we love doing it and uh we hope you guys get as much of a kick out of it as what we do but um yeah if you if you feel the need that you want to kick a little cash well then we can send a little bit of swag your way to get yourself a nice bumper sticker that you can you know yeah, put on your window while you're counting birds. Yeah, exactly. Or a nice tight t-shirt with our heads on it. <laughs> <laughs> a muscle tee, mate. Yes. Yeah. Cut the sleeves off. Yeah. Tank yeah. top. Hey. Go around Miami Beach. Oh, you fantastic. know the, where they've got the gym there. Yeah. You know? Venice Beach, mate. Venice yeah. Beach. Strutting work. around with our heads on them. That's a great That'd idea, be right? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you've got anyone who's in uh, in Santa Monica, there. You know, hit us up. We'll send you a t-shirt. We'll send you a t-shirt. Doing chin-ups. That'd be great. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that's related to vet stuff. <laughs> Sounds good though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. guys. Cool. It's time to go. Alrighty, catch you later, everybody. Peace out. See you guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at VetBehaviorist. And more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.